Are you ready to make healthy habits that stick and not just stick for the month of January or the few weeks, but stick for a lifetime? If so, check out this episode because we're going to talk about how to create sustainable healthy habits. All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. As a health coach, I have seen over the last 10 years, countless people fall off the wagon, even including myself. It becomes frustrating, it becomes disappointing, and it really leaves you feeling like a failure. Well, today we're gonna talk about how to create sustainable, healthy habits so you don't feel like this anymore, that you don't find yourself back to square one. Because that is one of the most frustrating things when we try something so hard and we put so much effort into it is when we start slipping back and we don't don't know how to control it. One of the biggest things is, you know, the health and diet industry is really created to have these drastic changes. You know, we're rolling into the new year tomorrow. So many of us will get on the diet train or the workout train or some healthy habit train that we're going to go all in 100% right now. And we will probably do great for about two weeks. And then week three hits and we're falling off the wagon. We're stumbling. We're tired. We're frustrated. We're probably stressed out from cooking because it's so much work. I get it. I hear you because it is really difficult. So whether you're trying to lose weight this new year or you want a better exercise plan or you're focusing on meditation, whatever you're focusing on, we're going to talk about small sustainable changes because this is really where that sustainability comes in is when we can make small changes to fit into our overall daily lives. It's so much more difficult to try to make something fit into our life that's stressful, that's difficult. You know, Let's take the Whole30 diet. Now, I kind of like the Whole30 diet. I think it's a good idea to kind of pull out a lot of these foods that might not be serving us well. I find the Whole30 diet a little bit drastic. If you've listened to my Whole30 diet episode, you can hear my views. The good thing is is we're kind of getting the understanding. Now, one of the downfalls with the Whole30 diet is not necessarily the Whole30 diet itself. It's how every person I have ever met has implemented it. They go 100% in the beginning, then around week three, two, depending on the person, we're going about 80%. And then we go to 0%. And we're off the bandwagon and we're now eating things that we haven't eaten. And we've basically completely reverted back to the way we were eating. If you are looking to go into the Whole30 diet or whatever it is, make a small change for the first week. Listen, you don't have to start off the Whole30 diet on January 1st. You don't have to go from a month of total debauchery in December where we were eating every holiday food, we were drinking every holiday cocktail to zero. We don't need to do that. Maybe take the first week of the new year and just focus on hydrating our body and then start the Whole30 diet the second week. Give yourself a little bit of grace. You know, I see the same thing even when we work out. We will have somebody that has not worked out in a year, two years, 20 years. January 1st comes along and now we are hitting the gym an hour, five days a week. I will tell you, if you're gonna start off like that, you are 90% more likely 
not to work out the rest of the year because you're going to burn yourself out. It's going to become stressful. You're not going to probably see the results you totally want to see and you're going to lose motivation. Maybe you're waking up an hour early. Maybe you're doing something that's drastically different than you would have been doing a month ago. And that's what we don't want. So if your goal is to start working out, wake up 15 minutes early. Do a five minute stretch for a week. Get that blood moving, get some mobility in, and then start going to the gym. And maybe not for even a whole hour, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. There's so many trainers even on YouTube that are seven minutes. There is this one that I do all the time called Svelte Training. She is seven minutes and you get a good workout. And she's got clients with results from seven minutes. And if you think this is odd, there is plenty of people out there that will tell you a lot of times less is more as long as you're doing it effectively. You don't need an hour in the gym. If you enjoy an hour in the gym, by all means, go for it. But if you're just starting out getting into a workout routine, you probably don't need an hour. A lot of you know that I work mainly with shift working professionals. That's kind of my niche on who I coach. And for them, finding time to work out is extremely difficult. So trying to find a shift working professional that might be working 12, 14 hour rotating shifts to find an hour and a half, five days a week to go go to the gym is nearly impossible unless they really value working out. But what they can find is five minutes in the morning to start stretching or maybe five minutes in the morning to do some push-ups. Not even five minutes. You know, a lot of my shift working professionals, especially ones that have not worked out for years, we start off with 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds of push-ups. That's it. Because we want them to do something that allows them to start moving where it's not overly aggressive, where it's not taking a long time. Listen, they can find 30 seconds somewhere within their day to do a couple push-ups. And generally, we'll start off with five minutes in the morning stretching, and we'll do that for about a week or two weeks. Then we'll go to the 30 seconds of push-ups. So they get the five minutes of stretching in the morning. Let me tell you, I'm not talking about going to the gym and stretching. I am literally talking about either after you get out of bed, do a couple side stretches, bend down, try to touch your toes as far as you can go, do some of those, um, what were they called? Washing machines where you're just kind of swinging your arms. Just get that blood moving. You could do it next to your bed. You could do it in the bathroom. You can do it wherever you need. And just give me a couple minutes of that. And then once you get that set, do those 30 seconds of push-ups. Push-ups for 30 seconds. And I say push-ups because I find a lot of my the males I work with, for some reason, push-ups are like their thing. You know, if I told them to do 30 seconds of abs, it's probably, yeah, no. But push-ups, I guess, has like this manly connotation to it. And they're more likely to do push-ups than anything. But whatever you feel good doing, if sit-ups is kind of your thing, it's squat your thing. Who cares? Do 30 seconds of it and start off like that. You know, and going back to the diet, if we're looking at diet, do the first week where we're focusing on hydrating. I like to put hydration at the beginning of every diet because it'll make anything you do afterwards so much more effective. So let's spend a week hydrating. Then the first week, maybe we start removing sugar. The second week, maybe you want to remove something else and go through it that way. But if we automatically jump in and we're working out five days a week for an hour, drinking water, we're not drinking coffee, not eating sugar, not eating this, not eating that, you will not succeed. Or I should say most of us won't succeed. There's always the few that it works. And sometimes it works for a little bit. Sometimes it does work for a sustainable amount of time. Listen, the cards aren't stacked up in your favor for that. So let's stack the cards up in our favor and make those small changes because that's really what we want. And the other thing I want to say is don't wait until. I'll start my diet on Monday. I'll start at the first of the new
new year. I'll start it next week. I'll start it. Stop with this. I'll start it until or when or whenever your date on your calendar is. Stop. If you are looking to make a change for your health, start today. Start small. Start where you can. If it's drinking one extra bottle of water, if it's doing 30 seconds of push-ups, if it's reducing one cup of coffee, that's what we want to start today. Don't wait until to make the healthy changes. Because again, this is putting you in that mindset that, okay, I am going to totally do whatever I want until this date, then I'm hitting the road hard. Stop with hitting the road hard. We have done it year after year, time after time, and I'm going to ask you, has it worked for you? If your answer is no, stop doing the same thing. Try something else. Now, do small sustainable changes get you that big wow factor? A lot of times it doesn't. And this is one of the things where a lot of times we want that big wow factor. We want that scale to drop 10 pounds in a week because we stopped eating carbs. It's just numbers, people. It's just numbers. You do not lose 10 pounds of fat. You lost water weight. And everyone can lose water weight. Actually, if you're looking for ways to really kind of get you that wow factor, hydration is the way to do it. Because not only will you start feeling slimmer when you're hydrating because you're going to be eliminating the water that your body has been holding because you have not been putting enough water in, but your skin is going to look more youthful. You're going to feel better. Your joints a lot of times will start feeling better. And then you pair that with a little bit of mobility and you're really seeing the difference. Now, I will say if you really want that wow factor, also start journaling. A lot of times we forget where we came from. We forget that, hey, you know what? My shoulder was hurting. And now a week later, yeah, I didn't lose 10, 15 pounds, but my shoulder's no longer hurting. I have more energy. Start journaling this because this is what matters. My hope for you for this New Year's is to really find sustainable healthy habits that you can keep with you for a long time, hopefully forever. And if we start with sustainable healthy habits, and once you get to your goal, weight, your goal, fitness level, your goal, whatever your goal is, then you can start loosening up. But I will tell you, when you start that path of loosening up, have some way of monitoring yourself. I particularly like the scale. I know a lot of people don't. And I'll tell you, it has been a moment and a process for me to look at the scale now as data and not hold that self-worth. But really, if you can get yourself to a place where that scale is data. And for me, it was literally getting on for six months every day on that scale and tracking that data. When I started seeing the peaks and valleys, when I started getting results, I now see that as data. And it came very slow to see that because it was difficult. But however it is, whether you're using the scale, you're using a journal, you're using a measuring tape, however it is, somehow track your process and your progress, even afterwards, because it's really easy to start slipping a little and keep telling yourself, ah, I'll get on it next week. And before you know it, you're back to where you started. So you need some way of keeping up that progress. But the true path to sustainable healthy changes is making small changes along the way, even if it takes you the entire year or more. Small changes and then monitoring. This is the path of how you can create that sustainable healthy changes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a wonderful new year. As always, don't forget to eat your effing veggies and I'll talk to you next week.